Today's My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Gym Aware, the leading tool when measuring performance in the weight room. Guys, VBT is all the craze right now. It's a hot, sexy topic, although it's something that's been around for a while. And the man who wrote the book on velocity-based training, Brian Mann, has called the Gym Aware the Rolls Royce when it comes to velocity measuring devices. Guys, the ability for you to shoot all your information right up into the cloud and store it right away is enough for, for me right there to, to make sure that this is something that I had in my weight room. Putting things together with instant feedback as to how the reps are being performed. On top of that, with the x-axis correction, so you don't have to necessarily worry about direct positioning when you're performing the exercises. Tying that in with the visualization of everything and the ability to allow the athletes to compete. Make this an absolutely stellar tool and something I couldn't recommend you having in your weight room enough. Hop on over to kinetic.com.au today and see everything that they have to offer. Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content it provides, be sure to hop over and check out the community. The community is an exclusive members website that is just an extension of what we do here in July at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar. What it is, is a combination of video lectures, a coach's corner with your Monday morning take-home information, and a forum where you can talk about anything and everything related to the field of strength and conditioning. In the community, you'll find content added each month from some of the top practitioners in the world, ranging from PhDs to high-level coaches, bringing you exactly what they're doing with their athletes or their research at the present moment. On top of that, an additional discussion by coaches bringing you that Monday morning information, things that you can add to your training program right away. Tying that in with the opportunity to discuss with coaches around the world in the forum on anything and everything from the topics addressed in these presentations to whatever you're seeing in your daily life as a coach. If this sounds like the right thing for you and your staff, go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com community and try it out for 48 hours for just a dollar. If you like it, you're signed up, ready to roll, and you're jumping into all the great content added each month. If not, feel free to go ahead and cancel at any time. No questions asked. We're really excited about what we're building in the community and hope you are too. Go ahead and hop over to cvasps.com slash community and check it out today. Hey, what's up guys? Jay DeBeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And today I want to talk about something that I think kind of hit the really wow, cool, sexy factor and then kind of spun around a little bit and is now borderline being misinterpreted and being utilized, in my opinion, in a way that we could do better with. And this stems from a conversation that was on, on excuse me, Facebook this week about readiness and readiness devices and if they actually work and are worth the money and, and what you do with them. And all of that is cool. And yeah, they work. Like, they work. And they were like really super sexy hot for a while, right? Like, whether it was just HRV or Omega Wave or whatever. Um, first, let's define readiness, right? Because Val Nisdaken cornered the, or coined, excuse me, the term, you know, the functioning state of an athlete that's determining their ability to perform. So, there's a billion different things that go into readiness, right? And there's things that end out influencing or not influencing how that athlete performs in that day. My thing as a strength and conditioning coach is this, though. 
I don't know if necessarily readiness in the world of physical preparation is actually our primary focus. It may be in the long run, especially if you're like in a high performance manager position and you're dealing with super high level athletes. But I think that the other aspect that Val has talked about quite a bit, um, and Val and Roman wrote an awesome paper about it, that if you contact anyone with Omega Wave, I'm sure that they would give you it. Um, and that is trainability. Trainability to me is what we as coaches need to be looking at, right? Because it's, it's awesome if we look at these performance markers or we look at overall readiness and we're like, well, this person can't play. But if we were looking at their ability to be trained, their trainability, their actual ability to be able to handle and adapt to stress at that present moment, then is there the possibility that maybe their readiness would be at a better state when you need it to be? And I think that all of us would sit here and say, yes, of course, because what needs to happen for your readiness to go down is there needs to be like a massive increase in stress or a constant repeated amount of stress that the athlete isn't able to handle and they're not able to adapt to. So once the athlete has not been able to adapt to these stresses, that's when like Joel Jameson's um, analogy comes in, right? Where you're, you have $500 and you can pay for your rent or you can pay for a TV. You have to pick which way you're going. You know, we also talk about the cost of adaptation and I've talked about paying for things with your debit card versus your credit card. Now, when you look at trainability, you know, as, they, as Omega Wave and Val defines it, it's the ability to receive inputs or your training loads um, and effectively adapt to them. That they refer to that as the process, thereby producing a positive training effect, which is the output. So you take the training load, you adapt to it, and then you move forward, right? You, you have the adaptation. Um, increasing trainability leads to the improvement in the cap capacity to reduce the negative effects of training-related and non-training-related uh, changes in the environment. So what it does is it decreases the cost of adaptation. So I think that where these readiness and evaluatory devices, whether it be HRV, whether it be um, subjective questionnaires, whether it be SRPE, looking at acute to chronic workloads, and where they take the step before looking at readiness is what makes them important. If you're able to look at an athlete and determine that today if it's not a day that we were going to push them, is the day that we can push them instead. Or the opposite, if today was a day we were going to push them, but they're beat up, so maybe we move that to another day. Or even more so, you understand where they are in the training process and where they are in the training week, so you know whether today is a day that you can push them because tomorrow's an easy day or the next day's an easy day and we're going to have time to come back. So you can manipulate it that way. But all too often, I think we look at specific things and we try to deem them as readiness, whether it be performance outcomes or actual readiness monitoring, and we may be coming in a little late to help the athlete to continue to improve in a steady state. It takes a very, very, very 
massive event or a long amount of highly um, overdone, that's the best word. I don't know if that's the best word, but I think you guys know what I mean. Amounts of stress for them to get into a point where their readiness is constantly falling. The other thing about readiness that we have to remember is that there's always going to be exceptions to that norm. The one that I always like to use is the kid that jumped to 46.5. His readiness was garbage. Like, hadn't been sleeping, super stressed out because of school, all these things. Comes in, pops that off. You know, like, because of that. You know, he wanted to do that that day. We worked together to figure out something that would be able to meet somewhere in the middle. All right, dude, you want to do the jumps? That's straight. We can do that. But that's all we're going to do today, and you only get three chances, as opposed to as many until you miss two in a row. And he was cool with it, and he popped off a 46.5. There's Jordan's flu game, right? I'm sure that no matter what, people would have looked at him and been like, his level of readiness is garbage. And his level of, you know, trainability was probably garbage. But having those outside, you know, one-offs or those extreme circumstances also indicate that there is room for, there's wiggle room in there. And that's why I think that coaches, whether it be in strength and conditioning or even sport coaches for that matter, should look more at the trainability aspect of their athletes to understand whether today is a day to step on the gas, put it in neutral, or maybe pump the brakes so that they don't get into these states where they're consistently overreaching and they're not able to perform to their highest level of preparedness. So hopefully that makes some sense, and hopefully that clears up some of the confusion that I feel like people have. Um, hopefully it doesn't make it worse. Hopefully I'm not completely wrong. Um, but I'd love to hear your guys' feedback, as always, because I think that this is, again, something that, especially now when you look at the rules with college basketball and how often they're practicing, and even with football now, being able to the coaches to kind of have their hands on them during the summer, understanding the level of trainability of the athletes in order to continue to push them in a positive manner so that they are best ready for camp, so that they are best ready for the season. So as Kira said a million times to me, we don't burn the cake in July when we need to have it baking until March, right? So I don't know. That's just my two cents. That's just what I've been taught or at least how I've interpreted what I've been taught, and I hope that it helps. I'd love your feedback and your input on it, as always. And also with that, guys, as always, I'd love for if you think that someone you know could use this or could help them in a positive manner, uh, please share it to them, because that's all we're trying to do is get awesome info out there, and, and the only way we get it around is by word of mouth from all of y'all. So as always, guys, truly grateful for everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. We'll see you then.